Drew Balbin, T1 Brass. Of course, this is Stooley. This is Fangraphs Audio. My guest on this edition of Fangraphs Audio, making one of his merely periodic appearances, uh, his merely periodic appearances, is a contributor to Knockoffs and also CBSSports.com's Zion Baseball, Dane Perry. Dane Perry has occasionally participated in what is known as a question time. Question time. Edition of Fangraphs Audio. That is a question time. Question time. Edition of Fangraphs Audio, which readers will submit questions for Dane Perry to answer during the course of the podcast. That is not what follows. What follows is actually an answer time edition of Fangraphs Audio. Last week I solicited answers from the Knockrafts readership in this case. Solicited answers, which in what follows, uh, during the course of what follows, I posed to Dane Perry with the idea that he would then supply the attendant question. To say that this experiment began well would be accurate. To say that Dane Perry eventually tired of it would also be entirely true. For example... I think this experiment is over. Fully conceived... I did my best. That said, it is nothing new uh, for Dane Perry to disappoint himself, his loved ones, or even total, complete strangers. Uh, let it be known that anyone who has come to this edition of the podcast uh, of Fangraphs Audio looking for the same sort of crack analysis that is found in that site's web pages, that site's electronic web pages, should stop listening immediately. Please stop listening. Do not continue to listen. Go to the weekly editions of uh, Fangraphs Audio with Dave Cameron, managing editor of Fangraphs, Dave Cameron, in which Dave Cameron analyzes all baseball. But do not continue to listen. Do continue to listen if you want to witness a man failing hard and then harder. It is Fangraphs Audio. It features Dane Perry, and it begins right now. It's so boring to explain. It's just, for whatever reason, it, it records your side twice and my side none. Oh. Which okay. I think some people would consider an improvement. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, I'm reading an email. Hold on. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, listen. I have, uh, you, as you know, we are not going to indulge in a uh, question time. Question time. Edition of the podcast today, Dane. Do you know that? Really? No, this is this is not this is not that. It is a different thing. It is the. I mean, uh, I mean potato chips. Okay, yeah, that's fine. But we're going to we're going to got some coffee too. Hot coffee. We're going to experiment with something called answer time, for which there is no. Uh, pre-recorded sound effect. So I, uh-huh. I could say answer time, and so can you. I could say answer time as often as we like, and it will require uh, no editing. It will require no no uh, post-production editing. Oh, so, really? Yeah, I look forward to that. Okay. Um, are you? Uh, do you consent to this experiment? Uh, do you have an internet acknowledgement form? <laughs> I do. See? Except the terms of use. It is. It's a Google. It's a Google Doc. Well, that okay. Google Doc. I have to share you. I have to share my Google Doc with you. Oh. But uh, actually, before we before we begin this experiment, uh, I have some comments and questions that uh, someone like you or exactly you exactly 
upon which someone like you can comment. So that's uh, all right. I'd like to approach. I'd like to get to those first. Uh, firstly, <clears throat> one thing I noticed is that because you and I are uh, correspondents on Gmail, uh, uh, this is, what's that? I what? said this is correct. Yeah. One thing that you've done recently is you have added a good boy picture to your your uh, Gmail account. So your yeah, pro- I, your profile picture is a good boy picture. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a uh, it's a uh, one might even call it a LinkedIn quality um, <laughs> good boy picture. What do you view as the the sort of defining characteristics of the LinkedIn the LinkedIn profile photo? Uh, I would call it. Uh, let's see. How would I uh, uh, business affable? Is how <laughs> I would yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah Light- Lighthearted, collaborative yeah. spirit, easy to get along with, but also serious about one's craft. Yeah. yeah. The sort of person whose greatest strengths are his weaknesses. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> the, guy, the, the kind of person who says in an interview that his greatest weakness is that he's a perfectionist. Yep. Is that he cares too much about the task. Have you ever been asked that in, a, uh, in an interview situation? I'm too invested in my workflow. That's my problem. Is it possible to, to be excessively organized? Because I am. <laughs> Where'd you go, Dane? Dane? Right here. Uh, you, you sound a little bit, sound a little garbled. All right, I'm going to be, you know, adjusting my bottom position every now and then. In order okay, this is a bad one. Or to sip a coffee. Okay. So you're going to have to deal with it. All right. Are you, are you going to come back? I'm right here, Carpenter. No, no, the... Okay. Oh, Jesus, this is awful. All right. Yeah, there you are. That's better. Uh, so that was just one of the one of the things I wanted to note is that you have now added a good boy picture to your Google profile. Yeah. It's... And is that also now is that attached to your LinkedIn account as well? It is. Okay. Okay. I, I thought I was attaching it only to my uh, Google Plus, with my uh, my utterly unused Google Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's come to my attention that it crosses Google platforms. Oh my! Wait, so so it, to the email you mean? It's not somehow. It's not actually somehow uh, associated with LinkedIn. Link, is LinkedIn a Google site? Not to my knowledge. Okay, right. unless they bought them this morning. <laughs> um, Which it would be surprising, seeing as you were not there to broker the deal. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I am a. Uh, I, I do stuff on my income with doing some mergers and acquisitions work. Mm-hmm. Naturally. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one, another thing I wanted to do. Business can do is what I call that photo. Uh, another business in the front and in the back. Oh. <laughs> yeah. If that's what you want. Your entry business. <laughs> um, uh, point two. Point two. Yes. A, a thing that I have noticed from the internet, a thing that I have uh, found, <laughs> is that... Not only has your main employer, CBS Sports, not only have they asked you uh, to begin publishing periodic top ten lists, for example, the best left-handed players in baseball, uh, the most disappointing players through the first month, but they have actually, I guess, of their own volition, uh, consented to to introduce you to another form of media, and you will have done – you've done a number of internet video – uh, uh, interviews, I guess. Yes. With Adam Azer. Adam Azer, yes, young and Adam, a, and a, a professional type woman as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Aaron Trani. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so that was uh, that's surprising. Yeah. It I is. I decision process, but uh, for whatever reason, they have determined uh, that uh, that I provide value to the company in that way. There is. I, I think it's no coincidence that this happened not long after my business affable photograph went up. I will say this. Yeah. Uh, I do not know much about post-structuralism, but okay. I know that a major mm-hmm. central that a central tenet of post-structuralism mm-hmm. is that it is not really within the author's power uh, to control the experience of the reader. Ultimately, it is the reader who extracts meaning from the text. And in some ways, the author is meaningless. Right. Yeah. What I will say is that uh, I find uh, I find it generally speaking, uh, maybe to uh, I, I find flaws in that argument. However, it applies entirely to my experience of watching you um, watching you imitate authority, imitate a voice <laughs> of authority. Right. When you are declaring who are the ten best of this or that. Yes. It is amusing. I want you to know, uh, yes. first of all, I have the same experience when I read your fan graph side. You do? Work on the fan graph side of things. What, yes. is, your, what is your experience of that? I, I know you as a, as a joke-cracking buffoon. Okay. <laughs> And when you and, and granted some of that whimsy drips in, yeah. and it's, it is pleasurable to read. Uh, nonetheless, when you uh, when you hold forth like Cicero on Glove Side Run, <laughs> uh, it is a uh, uh, I, I am I am just barraged with mixed messages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I am unable to take you seriously. So yeah. I understand I understand how you feel yeah. when I deliver. Hot SEO lava. <laughs> <laughs> the ten best left-handers in baseball. So Adam Azer, who you have been, um, who you have played some practical jokes on Adam Azer. Yeah, I have. Yes, yes. Yes, and those are actually amusing. The, the the first one did not play very well because I think he did not notice. Correct. Uh, now you now what? Um, the, I guess the listeners invite to go watch those. The basic idea is that at least in two episodes that I've seen, you have printed out. A rather large image of Azer himself, and put it directly behind your head, so that if you shift one direction or the other, he's looking at at his own visage. Mm -hmm. And that's amusing. Yes. And where did you get those photographs, and how did you make them so large? Uh, They were sent to me (laughs) surreptitiously by uh, some uh, loyal and abiding uh, CBS video employees. Okay. (laughs) So. So you actually have a... We hatched a scheme. That's funny. I put together a crew and we hatched a scheme. (laughs) So it's like a, like a, um, like a heist in miniature. Oceans four. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe even three. I I don't know who all had a hand in it. Not a large scale crime, really. No, no. no, Actually, not even a legal. And yeah. the best part is it just it doesn't pay off at all. <laughs> no, there's no, no. Yeah, it takes really long for the joke to I unfold. I realize no gains from it whatsoever. Yeah, none. Yeah. Okay. I wanted but, to approach that. And I also wanted to ask you, uh, finally, the third question before we get to answer time, again, right. for which there is no pre-recorded sound clip. Answer time. 
Well, I'm not going to make a joke about that, but you're, you should feel free to. No, you just you were telling me how, how you thought that was the. Uh... I, I I I had reached the line of endangering my job, and I decided to stop shy of it. You're the one. Who <laughs> I'll endanger your job all day. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, he yeah he died. He was handsome as well. Look how handsome he was. Very handsome. Yeah. Yeah. Strikingly so. Yeah, look yeah. at that. Oh. He was only twenty six when he died. Mm. Yeah, that's too that's too soon. Yeah. Mm. Too soon. Too mm-hmm. soon. And so you say that's why you're going to to boycott uh, boycott writing for CBS uh, until they issue an official apology. Is that what you said? No. That's what, what you said. Is they could commit all manner of atrocity. <laughs> and if the direct deposits continue, then I'll continue. <laughs> the question is, the question is, how will they secretly kill you off? Yeah, that's the that's the question. Will um, Eric? Will Eric Akum? What's his name? Eric? What? No, Aaron Akum. John Eric Hexum. No, no, you're 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 uh, the person with whom you talk about top ten baseballs. John Eric Hexel. <laughs> he came back from the dead. Yeah. And now you discuss. Yeah. Oh, my. All right. Very Adam, good. If okay. CBS wants to kill me, all they have to do is dust off Airwolf in the studio and he will mow me down in the streets. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Your duty. So well, now we have – this is uh, this is an answer time edition of Fangraphs Audio. What we have is – Say going in, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I Yes. You Now, you agreed to do it, which is, I guess, generous enough. And uh, I actually I, don't I, know. The consent form, so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't necessarily know what I was going to. It's, it's basically um, – I guess it's, what, avant-garde jeopardy? Is that the basic idea? I guess, yeah. And More the, on jeopardy? Yeah. Okay, so we could try it. We could actually. We'll start off with a good one from uh, from Chris Swick. Do you want to do that? I might kill it halfway through, so just so you know. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I've 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 gone through and I've tried to select some that I thought would uh, they would um, play to your strengths. Yeah. Is that fair? Uh, such as they are. Sure. And I'm starting off with some uh, with some uh, employees, past and present, of Fangraphs.com because. Yeah, Murray St. Gorgeous, right. I recently, uh, I recently bought him a wedding gift inside the one-year mark. Oh, just inside? Yeah, mm-hmm. just inside, yeah. And was it a was it a one-way train ticket for his wife exclusively to to your home? Yeah, it was a proposal of marriage. <laughs> it was a uh, some sort of foodie item. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's one of those awful foodies. He loves food. Yeah, I mean it's fine to love food, but you know let's let's settle down, everyone. Okay? Well, uh, two two question two things about that. I think that the concept is is not great. The concept that the word foodie describes, but the word foodie is the real problem. I I think even if you say gourmand, I'm a gourmand. Yeah, that's better. Foodie is just the word foodie. Gourmand just means you eat it, right? Is that right? I don't yeah, know. I thought it meant uh, that you cared what the food tasted no, like as I well. You're a glutton. Oh, okay, just glutton. Well, glutton. How about that? How about glutton? Yeah. How about awfulest glutton? Okay, uh, uh, here's this is uh, Chris Wick's answer, and now, right. now it's your responsibility uh, to provide the question. Is it talking about like a, a basil foam that was <laughs> on top of the salmon cake or something? No, uh, but it does. It does require a reduction. Okay. Some sort of manner of <laughs> reduction. It requires yeah. a reduction of your moral core. Here's the answer. It's short. A lot of these are short. A lot of these are short. You ready? Okay. All right. I got it. I got it. You try right. it. 
Answer the answer, Chris Wick's answer, double Hitler. Answer <laughs> double Hitler. This is a uh so I'm supposed to supply the question. Yeah, well to what would that be to what question would that be the answer? Uh original what is the original title of the poem Tinker's Devers the Chance? <laughs> Yeah, so. that's strong. That's a strong no, I, beginning. Decided to make it about baseball. Oh yeah, that's fine. That, yeah. that, that guy who complains all the time—if he's listening to this podcast—he yeah. got his baseball. He got his baseball. He got his baseball. Yeah. In addition to the phrase "glove side run" being uttered earlier. Yeah, that's right. Well, we're really into it. Hey, well, this this answer, courtesy B Hudson, B D Hudson. We've seen him. You've seen him around, B D Hudson. Have, do I know his work? I think you do. Yeah, I think you do. I, I, I'm about to. Okay, uh, his answer, this also, this has a baseball player's name in it. Right. His answer is Adrian Beltre's utility closet. <laughs> Adrian Beltre's utility closet. I see he's familiar with my work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what is what is the leading repository for the accoutrements of the mundane? <laughs> also, uh, also, where could you find? Also, you, could, you another one that I would volunteer. Of course, uh, this is a shadow of yours in terms of quality, but would be uh, where where might one find Adrian uh, Adrian Beltre's work boots? <laughs> where where might find every man Adrian Beltre's? Work boots. <laughs> Where can I find a bottle of liquor and some exhaustion? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, good start, I think. It's, it's just yeah. fun. Hey, just having fun. Hey, well, yeah. It's just, you know, it's just for goofs. Yeah. Uh, we spent some time back in the uh, back in the 80s together, uh, or, you know, the 70s, 80s. So I would say the your golden years. Yeah, when we were, when we were kings, yeah. Well, what we were talking about, uh, Airwolf. I don't think that was 70s, I think it was 80s. Or 80s, alright. But let's go back to, let's go back even a little bit further. Don, no Don, uh, user Don Zimmer's Jowl Sweat. Oh yes, I'm familiar. Uh, Don Zimmer's Jowl Sweat, uh, asks us to go back, uh, to 1978. His well, answer, his answer actually is the, the number 1978 in it. His answer is Lonnie Anderson's Areola, circa 1978. <laughs> that is the answer. Donna uh, Lonnie Anderson, of course, Lonnie Anderson married to um, Burt Reynolds. Is that right? I, uh, you know, you, I was going to make a Burt Reynolds joke there, and then you kind of stole my. Oh, head. I did. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, do it anyway, and then you. I don't know. Uh. No, I'm, I'm moving on from that one. You ruined it. I ruined it. You kept talking and you ruined it. So okay, well then, fine. He also provided a second answer, uh, uh, different but different question, similar answer. Lonnie Anderson's Areola, circa 1998. No. Okay, you're done. All right, no. I'm, I killed it. It's my fault. I apologize. <laughs> it's you. Yeah, yeah. I apologize yeah. to yeah. Don Zimmer. Don right. Zimmer's gel sweat. You are the game show host with the elongated microphone. All you have to do is read the answers. <laughs> No, you know we don't need any more commentary from you. Okay, I'm done. Oh, you're right. I uh, I feel chagrined. Wink I'm Martindale. Full... What's that? Wink Martindale. Yes. Right. I will be like Wink Martindale. 
Um, well, let's go to another employee of uh, Fangraphs, past or present. Uh, uh, David Temple. Ah! <laughs> David Temple. David G. Temple. Uh, David G. Temple's answer is Netscape <laughs> Navigator. Netscape Navigator. <laughs> what search engine does Hotbot use? <laughs> the actual Hotbot, like the bot that's hot, that created Hotbot. The actual robot uses Netscape Navigator. And the question mark goes at the very end of what you just said? I said, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a, after I said, what search engine does Hotbot use? There's a dash, an M dash. <laughs> in the question mark. Okay. Well, that's actually a follow-up. I, I don't have the username right here, but I do know that another question was Hotbot, or another answer was Hotbot. <laughs> so what's the question of that? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay. All right. You just you enjoy it. All right. Uh, uh, very good. Uh, this is a, this is an amusing one. This is an amusing one. Uncle Casey, uh, reader Uncle Casey, he submits this answer. He submits this answer. It goes uh, like this: meatloaf in the shape of a tree. Meatloaf in the, in the shape of a tree. Um. No, I don't know. Okay. See, these are this is this is a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Something about Cracker Barrel. I don't know. Well. Something about Cracker Barrel. I don't know. All right. All right. Yeah, I mean, disappointing so far. Very. Yeah, I find very. myself having to feign enthusiasm to, yeah. to keep the spirit of the show up. I'm on the verge of ending this in a couple more. Okay. Not, All right. They're not in my wheelhouse. No. Okay. Uh, this is a little bit more open-ended maybe for the good. Uh, Shibli Wobbly. Shibli Wobbly. Submits no. this answer. Nope, nope, not, no, not gonna have any dead air while I think about it. Next. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be like answers that I don't know. It's gonna be like, it's gonna be like Hollywood Squares. I'm gonna pass. No, that's not the answer. That's not the answer. Nonetheless. What? No, that was, that's the username. Username Shibli Wobbly. Okay, well, you need to say that first. Okay. That's the username, Shibli Wobbly. The answer, this is miserable, by the way, what's happening right now. You're right. You're right. It is miserable. Bad idea. And we're going to edit out this entire middle part. Bad idea. I would I'd say bad idea, worse execution. No. 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 Shibli okay. Wobbly. No. Submits this answer. All right. That's the only thing in life I actually genuinely care about. Pass. <laughs> okay. User Paul. User Paul writes this answer. He submits this answer. And that's why I love affirmative action. Pass. <laughs> okay. Uh, user Holden. Yep. User Holden submits this answer. Yeah. I can't comment on that due to ongoing litigation with the city pass. of Winnipeg. Pass. Pass. That's stupid. Uh, uh, user Cy Young. Never doing this one again. Submits this answer. Yeah. Business solutions. Ah, come on. Okay. All right. Here's a, here's a longer one. Maybe oh. a, a more substantive answer will help. Okay. <sighs> this is user War2D2. Okay. I know him. Okay. 
This is his. This is his answer. You have to listen closely. <clears throat> Twenty-five years. That's how long it's been. I've carried the shame, the self-rebuke. That's how long these hands, my hands, have carried the stain of what they've done, a stain that I can't wash away. God knows I've tried. I've passed through the veil of youth and become on the other side something less than a man, but more than a child, because of that day 25 years ago. I still see his face. When I close my eyes, I can still see his face. Christ Jesus Almighty. I fear death, Carson. I fear it not only because of what might not follow, but also because of what might. Oh, sorry. I fear it not only because of what might not follow, but also because of what might. What horrors will the vengeance of a mournful universe visit upon the unrighteous? I fear death, Carson, because I will know. One day, I will know. Uh, what is Ryan Terrio's best Facebook post ever? <laughs> Strange that he addressed it to me. Right, yes. That's yes. curious. Yes, that is, yes. Actually, uh, that's not the first time that uh, you have uttered uh, Ryan Terrio's name. It, uh, in this case, it was audibly, but in the, the last case, it was in electronic print. Because I believe that you have uh, written on young Ryan Terrio. Is that not, is that not true? Yeah, now that you say that, I think that rings a bell, yeah. Oh. I believe he's a native of Louisiana. Does that sound also true? I believe he's a Cajun, yeah. yeah. A, a people with whom I am familiar. Oh, yeah. How much uh, interaction do you have with uh, Louisianers? Well, I grew up on the Gulf Coast. Right. Mississippi, mm-hmm. as we know. About an hour from New Orleans. Okay. And the Mississippi Gulf Coast is somewhat uh, Louisiana. is South Louisiana in culture, pretty much. So, mm-hmm. quite familiar with those people. Yeah. Okay. All right. They're, they're fine, whatever. They're fine, yeah. Uh, here is another suggestion. Uh, this is from user Allerud's Helmet. This is another, this is an answer. Uh, the Allerud's Helmet provides this answer. Sestuli, oh. that guy. Mm-hmm. What's your response to that? What's your question that, that would... Uh... I think this experiment is over. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fully conceived... I did my best. Yeah. Yeah. You want to try Dutch Surprise? Uh, what is the name of my prepaid funeral plan? <laughs> That's pretty strong. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. One out, of, one out of 38, bad. What do you think happens during a Dutch Surprise? Um, I don't know. that. The organ grinder shows up with a monkey, and they bury you. <clears throat> so the organ grinder buries you with his monkey. Do you think it? it do you think it involves the reanimated corpse of Lawrence? The organ grinder's monkey scraping from the inside of the casket, trying to get out as they bury you. <laughs> and the reanimated corpse of Lawrence Welk is there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you ever? Uh, do you ever see any Lawrence Welk? I did watch some Lawrence Welk, a lot of Bubbles and Taffeta. Yeah. Was he? Was he? Like you, you saw reruns, I assume. Or no? Is he still on? I mean, I, I no, he's got to be dead, right? Well, he's dead now. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, he's got to be right. No, he's yeah, he's dead. Okay. Um. He died in '92. Oh, that long ago. Okay. Yeah, but um, you did you actually see like 
This is the Lawrence Welk Show broadcast I, live. I, I, recall, I recall watching him with my grandparents at a very young age, so that may not have been the syndication era. That may have been actually happening. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Look at that. They had some <laughs> on that show. that true yeah man they had some they had some hot ladies on there really so some foxes yeah hmm. i mean they were all wearing like prom dresses but you know yeah yeah but you were you were imagining what was underneath probably not he was he was a, the show wasn't apparently in something called let's see it the, so the series aired locally in la for four years okay and then nationally it like in Kansas or something. What? I always pictured it like in Kansas. Well, it's supposed to. Well, he's from North Dakota. I think it has to. That, that sounds about right. Inspire yeah. that middle mid American uh, feeling. Uh, yeah. But then, so it was like twenty eight years um, nationally. It was broadcast, and then it was run for eleven years in something called first run syndication. Okay. What is? Do you know what that means? It's for shows in which the aging host is up to his ears and <laughs> What does it mean? Like literally, what does it mean? Does it mean does it mean <clears throat> first run syndication? This means that what does it just mean pre recorded? Does it mean it's meant to cause syndication, if a show goes into syndication, right? Yeah. Doesn't this typically mean that, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe it doesn't belong to any particular network and they're free to, you know, pick it up or whatever. I don't know. I'm not a TV exec, just a little yet. I would love to, I would love to learn more about syndication and yet I feel as though that might be, that might belong to a class of Wikipedia pages, uh, that is uh, perhaps too long. Yeah. Uh, for, for, the hot spot. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, here it is. No, I found it very quickly. Uh, there are first run, these are first run syndicated television shows that air on commercial broadcast stations in a significant number of markets. If it is only aired in a few markets, it is not significantly important enough to be played. Oh, that doesn't help us. That doesn't help us at all. But I can tell you that the Arsenio Hall show is one of them. Mm. As was the, as is the Queen Latifah show. <laughs> Does it have a current show now? Who? Arsenio? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that is what it is, yeah. You're not talking about the old one. No, the new one. The brand, yeah, the brand new one. All right. Yeah. I mean, I wonder, what, like, what what did he do all day, like, ten years ago? I mean, does he? I mean, I assume he banked enough to be fine. Yeah. You mean it's like what was his like what was his morning like? Yeah. What do you do? I mean, it sounds tremendous, you know, to have absolutely no obligations, you know. But. Right, but for someone with such a with such a, a creative. Um, persona, you uh-huh. know, just that that he, you know, he's a he's a furnace of creativity. I think as it's been said of Arsenio Hall, colossus of artifice. Yeah, right. And I think that for someone like him, not yeah. to, or to have free time, it's uh, it's counterproductive to his happiness. Art furnace? Didn't they call him Art Furnace? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think that. But I think that was a Nazi invention, actually. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Uh, yeah, Double Hitler was good. I think Double Hitler was a strong one. 
Yeah, but uh, but you did not care for the experiment that we did. Not at all. Not in the least. Not at all. Not for a wit. Yeah. Did you did you have any sort of optimism going into it? No. Right, but you did consent to it. I frankly don't enjoy question time either. Oh, well, why is that? It, I mean, it comes off fine most of the time, I think. But it's uh, I'd rather have a conversation than be put on put on the spot like that. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I suppose I have a serviceable. Uh, wit on demand like that, but not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not Henny Youngman over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I've often said in the introduction and perhaps even uh, for, to this episode. What a funny man like Red Skelton. That, that, uh, that if people would like to, if people, if, if a listener has come to Fangraph Study looking for crack baseball analysis, they should go away immediately. However, yeah. if they're looking to see um, a broken man um, yeah. um, sort of living out his last days on, yeah. on this planet, yep. then come right in. Sit right down. Yep. You found him. Yep. See, and the other thing was that I had some it's, – it's, it's an off day for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, – this just sort of this perfectly divided. This was like perfectly planned so as to prevent me from getting anything done early this morning and too late to get anything done after it. That's great. Yeah. So you must be thrilled, is what you're saying. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. Well, maybe you can help me. I'm actually working on a post uh, for Knockgraphs. Uh, I, I did this maybe once, like three years ago, in which yeah. um, it was a it was it's a post where the the editors of Knockgraphs uh, for the benefit and for the use of any um, baseball teams which currently exist or might be and, and looking for uh, to change their team name or which have not yet which do not yet exist but might come into uh, but might uh, come to exist maybe like an indie league team or something like that uh, in the near future uh, it is a a selection of team names that have not yet been taken uh, team names that that are still available for the taking you know because there are a lot of you know you there are a lot of team names that are taking you got you know you got all manner of socks, and you have yeah. Uh, there must you know there's huskies everywhere. What's in it? We don't need another huskies, do we? Jungle beasts. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's right. That's a good one. Yeah. So uh, I came. So I you know it's a list of five T names that are not taken, and I also um, suggest some possible locations. You know, okay. so if you're in a certain place, and I've come up with some with some names uh, that I I think are you know decently amusing. We're not you know this yeah. is not going to be uh, this is not the best thing I've written. Um, but it's not the worst. And yeah. so I've come up with a couple of them. So, for example, um, you know, like one possible team name is the Fighting Post-Structuralists. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, uh, that maybe they could be based in Berkeley, California, which, of course, is home of <laughs> Judith, Judith Butler, um, yeah. noted uh, academic. And, uh, oh. uh, and, that, and that their mascot, right, their mascot would be a genderless, a genderless and raceless creature to which each member of the crowd – uh, would inevitably attach his or her own uh, associations anyway. <laughs> so that's not bad, right? You see, you see where I'm going? Yeah, I do see where you're going. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Another one of which I'm particularly excited is the uh, a team name that has not been taken. Uh, Dane is the Marion uh, the Marion Cotillard Triple X or the Marion Cotillard XXX Picks and Video Socks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I think I would, is. I would click on that. Yeah. You. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, their their mascot with that team is a hybrid character featuring the head of Marion Cotillard, 
uh, uh-huh. great, beautiful French actress Marion Cotillard, but the oh. nude body of a sad, nameless trollop. <laughs> so, so, but here's here's the one I'm working on. Okay, family friendly. Yeah, the one I'm working on right now is a team called the Uncaring Emotionally Distant Fathers. The uh-uh. Uncaring and Emotionally Distant Fathers. Yeah. Um, right. and a possible location, I think, is the one I've come up with so far is mid-century Brooklyn. Yeah. Because I figure, I don't, know, I don't know if you have anything to add in terms of that. But then the mascot is uh, the mascot I was having trouble with. I was thinking of maybe like the likeness of Ben Gazzara. Um, <laughs> ben Gazzara. I thought that would not might be a decent one. I was trying to think of uh, go with Rod Steiger. Oh yeah, so who's Rod Steiger? Did he play uh, emotionally distant men? Uh, he certainly could have. Okay. I think it, was he in the pawnbroker? I think he was in the pawnbroker. Oh, he looks, yeah, he looks, yeah. So that's what I was trying to find. Yeah. Oh, he was in, what, on the waterfront, it looks like. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Yeah, it looks like that. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's the sort of knowledge uh, I was looking for. In the heat of the night, yeah. Yeah, mid, yeah. yeah. So yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll think about Rod Steiger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just sort of him sitting at the kitchen table rubbing <laughs> his pimples, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, from work. Exhausted, yeah. What about the, uh, a little more contemporary here, how about the Detroit $700 houses? <laughs> yeah, maybe we could, we could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what would, they, what would be their mascot? Do you, well, where do you, well, it would be the, so it would be Detroit. I actually did have one in the last edition of this. I did have one, uh, called, <clears throat> Let's see. There was a team named the uh, the, de- the devastated local economy bats, <laughs> which may, yeah I don't know if those uh, there might be some overlap. I don't know. The uh, Texas red faced and furious state representative. <laughs> Maybe the thundering representatives. Just you know pounding. Pounding on a uh, pounding on a podium, bellowing about uh, the content of textbooks. <laughs> oh yes, I saw that recently. Well, no, it may have been in Florida. There, there was a I hey. think a representative there who has co- certain concerns about the core, the core curriculum and and um, its yeah. design uh, might, might be designed to make our, to make all children gay. Is that is am I re- was that right? Uh, it sounds entirely. Florida like so I know, yeah. No, I know. are you concerned about that? Or no, do you have core curriculum in your in your area, or core whatever? I I, I have uh, I have uh, snobbishly washed my hands of public schools here, so I have no idea. Oh yeah, oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why you uh, that's why you absolutely cannot afford to lose your job. Yeah, that's one one of one of you know a few reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how was uh, how how are things proceeding on the home selling front? Uh. A lot of foot traffic, but no one's uh, hmm. no one has no one has pushed a suitcase of cash across the table to me. Now, have you hosted? Has it been all individual meetings, or have you hosted an open house? We have not done an open house. No. Now, and how come? What is the? Uh, I think uh, our our realtor, whose uh, expertise and professionalism I trust, uh, says that's generally more effective with condominiums. Uh, houses, you when you do an open house, you pretty much just get neighbors who want to see your house. 
Okay. Okay. Now here's a que- here's a question. Here's another yeah. question. Uh, at any point when you kn- have known that prospective home buyers would be would be visiting. Yep. Um, of course, you you vacate the premises, but have you cooked? Have you uh, sorry? Have you baked uh, brownies beforehand? I have not. I, it, I, have, I have left an upper decker in my own house. <laughs> it has been it has been suggested to me by some people who uh, sold their house with some ease in Madison, Wisconsin, uh-huh. that the best trick they learned mm-hmm. um, and the most effective trick was to bake something uh-huh. just before to bake and finish baking just before the prospective home buyers arrived, so that your house both had the smell and then you could also leave the baked goods right there uh, for them to sample. Because it so it would smell like home or something. Yeah, there's just something about this. This is apparently this is this is one of the one weird trick to selling your home. <laughs> I clicked on that ad. Yeah. <laughs> Told me to take steroids. <laughs> yeah. oh, and or and or uh, play take an upper decker in your own house. <laughs> yes, that was the one weird trick. Or was that no? That was to build muscle. Was <laughs> <laughs> now. Uh, now, at what point into the home selling process, at what point uh, do you consider lowering the asking price? Uh, here's the thing, Sestuli. Yeah, okay. Yeah, teach you about business. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are not desperate to sell. Okay. This is more of a, a, uh, a quest for convenience mm-hmm. as opposed to Oh my God! I have a job in this place, and I've got to get there and sell my home. Um, uh, if we do not receive something very close to our initial asking price, mm-hmm. we will simply take it off the market and try again at a later date. Really? Yes. Okay. Oh, I see. All right. We are unwilling to compromise greatly, and uh, if our price is not met, we shall give the market a firm handshake and go about our way. Hmm. That's where that stands, Sestouli. So you're not – now, would you still move or would you just stay in your home? We'll stay and then, you know, try again maybe in a year or two or something. Yeah. Ha, have you – would you consider this arrangement? Would you consider uh, this arrangement? No, if, you, if it's going to be renting or something. Yeah, it was yeah. going to be renting. Oh, that's that sounds like a gigantic headache and I would never want to be a landlord. No. Because then you would be – Oh, I need to go – I need to go, you know, fix the, the – Clean out in the basement is not opening for the plumber. I need to go over there, or oh, their heat went out at one in the morning, and you know, and all that kind of stuff. You know, I just, you know. now the way that your now, now it doesn't just have to be your mortgage, but the way mortgages in general are constructed. If you rent out a property, if you were to rent out a house, would you typically make money off of it, or do you are you looking to break even, or are you looking even to lose a little bit with the knowledge that in the end you're actually you're getting someone to pay the majority of your mortgage payment. Uh, I would think in most situations you would make enough to cover it, at least here. Um, but I've never had any experience with that, so I can't say. But it's just it's not worth the hassle to me. Okay. Yeah. You could uh, have you considered being a slumlord? I do have uh, uh, several of the indigent defeated living in my backyard, <laughs> and they are braying. For shelter and food, I, I shan't give it to them. I urinate on them from my balcony. Do you know what? Do you know what search term uh, I entered into to Google ser- the Google search engine, uh-huh. the optimized Google search engine today? 
Yeah. Dirty gypsies. (laughs) 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 I did do that. Uh, Not just for S's and G's, although partially for that, but because I had seen uh, a recent interview with Norm MacDonald, American funny man, actually Canadian funny man. Uh, He is originally Canadian, although... Uh-huh. He's uh, sort of. Uh, I think he feels I, American. Tell me you're not about to quote a stand-up joke or something. No, but he but he mentioned the term. He mentioned the term "dirty gypsies." Yeah. He said that he uttered that phrase, and I thought that's funny. And I was actually thinking about this post with team names at the same time. <laughs> dirty gypsies. Dirty gypsies. The dirty gypsies. And I thought to myself, if you were going to have a dirty gypsies team, if yeah. they're going to be a team called the Dirty Gypsies, yeah. which first of all, okay, so gypsies. Now, there, now I, all right, I don't know if I've made this clear to you before. There is uh, beaucoup de racism in Europe. Okay, I, l- let me share something with you briefly. Yeah. I, not the current Bulgarian who cuts my hair, but the, <laughs> but the first Bulgarian who cut my hair yeah. uh, would casually say the awfulest things about gypsies. <laughs> <laughs> Just obviously, I was not asking like for her thoughts on gypsies. Yeah. Oh, so what do you think about about gypsies? That right. wasn't just how you entered I, into the conversation. I just I don't I don't I don't enjoy talking during haircuts. I just want to sit, and mm-hmm. relax, and have my haircut. And she would insist on talking to me about gypsies, or let, though twice the two times I went to you know so and yeah, just awfulest like call them like bloodsuckers and they they filthy. Dirty people who put curses on houses and, you know, all this stuff and, yeah, just yeah. very, yeah, yeah. And that, that's, that's the, uh, radio, radio friendly version of it. Yeah. So, so the thing is, so there's, there's a bunch of racism in Europe, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, many of it for, you know, for every you know, sort of racial thought that might be expressed, there's sort of, um, an opposing viewpoint, you know, a sort of, uh, you know, a, a group maybe dedicated to or some sort of organization that says uh, stop this sort of racism, right? Like, a, like one huge problem in in particular, you guys. huh? You guys. So, you, well, like, so in Italian football, there's a huge problem with with uh, f- uh, um, fans will make like uh, if there's a black player on the opposing team, they will make um, like ape noises, right? That's racist. Yeah, but right. then, like FIFA or UEFA, one of the like f- football's governing bodies, will release a statement to the effect that you should not do that. Right. <laughs> typically, right. now this is I'm sure there are exceptions to this. Typically, however, it is very difficult to find anyone come to the defense of the the, the Romani people. Yeah, it just does not happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's people have just universally decided that they're okay. To uh, um, just to espouse, yeah, you know, like like your Bulgarian friend there, vilest vilest sentiments. Um, well, which surprised me. Um, but now here's 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 the thing I wanted to. I say if I was going to have a if I was going to have a team called, or if there were to be a team called the Dirty Gypsies, where would it make sense in the United States? You know, not Romania or anything like that, France, whatever. In the United States, where would it make sense to place that team? And I did a little research. Probably uh-huh. I don't know how dependable it is, but at least I found an answer. Where, if you were to guess, where do you suppose is the largest population or the most concentrated population of Romani people in the United States? 
Allentown, Pennsylvania. No. Where? Florida, like everything else? No, Oregon. Interesting. Yes, I did not expect it. I did not do any further research to uh, to understand why uh, that would that had happened, but it does appear to be the case. I saw a map that was color coded, uh, mm-hmm. given the population density of Romani people, and Oregon had the brightest color, which I, I was led to believe meant that that would be a thing. I would not put that team on the northwest side of Chicago. Oh no! Why, why is that? The furious poles would beat the mascot with brickbats. <laughs> You gotta watch out for. Oh, that might be another a good team name though. The Furious Poles. <laughs> they occasionally have an, you know, uneasy treaty with the Bulgarians and they're bonding over their hatred of gypsies. Right. Yeah. The mascot is a bloody gypsy. <laughs> a bloodied a bloodied Roma. Yeah. Oregon, huh? Yeah, I guess Oregon. I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, I did. I get it. Like I said, I didn't really follow it up. You know what I mean? Power of them, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't follow it up. Yeah, I I wonder what the uh, like the roots of hatred are for them. I mean, what what do they supposedly do that's so awful? Uh, I don't necessarily know, but I think being poor is pro is one of the big problems. Poor and pagan. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I did not know this. I. Uh. This appears to be – it appears to be the case that they're – so they're, uh, they're a diasporic ethnicity, right, or yeah. diasporic ethnicity. Know, diasporic? I say diasporic. Of Indian origin. I did not know they were of Indian origin. Uh, I did not either. Yeah, I did not know that. But Oh, is this a wiki fact? Uh, this is a – yeah, this is a fact from Wikipedia. But apparently, apparently uh, there are more Romani people in the United States than in France, for example, where they're considered a huge problem. Um, than in a number of other countries. In Romania, for example. Huh? Okay. A lot of things I did not know before this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, you, are you in, uh, are you still in Gaul or are you, uh... Yes, I am. Although we're going on to, uh, we're going on a trip, um, the nature of which will likely disgust you, uh, because it, it, uh, we're visiting om- almost exclusively beautiful places. Uh, so starting May 31st, which is about a week from now, Dane, okay. yeah, we'll be traveling to Rome for four nights. Why? Why would that be awful? I mean, uh, you're. I'm saying it's not awful. It's awful for you to hear about it. So, or you might think I am awful because you don't like to think of me have, uh, experiencing joy. I, well, it's you're too poor for this sort of thing. That's what I don't get. Right. Well, I, we're I, not going to be paying. We're not going to have any rent to speak of. I don't understand how this happens because you are, despite your heirs. Yeah. Poor. Yeah. Yeah. Poor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're using I mean, the credit card a lot. Let's find these patrons who, who uh, the patrons of the pretentious who, uh, <laughs> who just give you money to 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 Europe around. Yeah. Well, here are a couple things. One. Let us start using Europe as a verb. <laughs> one, one. Are you just going to Europe about the rest of your life? <clears throat> you done? Yeah. <laughs> You're getting offended there. Wow. Listen, a uh, couple things. One, uh, well, where should I start? Oh yeah, we won't be paying rent. We have no rent. Of course we're done, you don't. We're done paying rent. There's some sort of ministry that pays for this. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's the. Uh, Actually, well, 
we've bloodied a number of gypsies and stolen their money. <laughs> we didn't do it. We have some Polish friends, though. <laughs> you cash in some gypsy bounties? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, oh. No, and uh, so the other nice thing is that despite the fact that my wife stopped work in the middle of March or maybe middle of April, wherever, she's still – she's getting paid – by that job until the end of August. Of course she is. Yeah, yeah. right. Because that's how the French government works. Uh, so we're going to be in Rome for four nights. We're going to be in a village at the very south of the boot of Italy for a week. Okay. At which point we will get ourselves to Ancona, Italy, which is about halfway up the east coast of Italy. And they're, they're without a trace of obligations during this entire time. Well, I have to still... Uh, I have to still submit work to Fangraphs and Knockgraphs. As I said. <laughs> Point stands. But uh, – so no, so the one – so one of the constraints we have at all these places is that they have working Wi-Fi. Although in Italy that – you know, whatever. We'll see if that happens. Um, what have we'll I said? It's not la-di-da and you'll worry about it later, right? So then from Ancona, we are taking a – we are taking a ferry. Right, so first about this ferry. Okay. Well, first of all, we're taking it from Ancona, Italy to Zadar, Croatia, where we'll stay for a week. We're going to be in Croatia for, for, in Zadar, Croatia for a week. But one note about this. It is apparently a Greek owned, a Greek owned ferry line. Okay. Uh, you know, that being said, we thought, oh, you know, we're going to buy tickets to it. And like other places in the first world, we will purchase the tickets online. And either A, we'll print out a PDF of same, or B, we will somehow be able to pick the tickets up at uh, at the station, right? Sure. That's how all tickets work in the 21st century. Reasonable, yeah. We uh, we were first encountered with this system, which is you do not actually buy the tickets online. What you do is you submit your information, and then you receive a quote. All and right. when you receive the quote, you then send an email of confirmation with your credit card that yep. you will then like to buy the ticket. Okay. Then they confirm the purchase of your ticket and they say, what is your mailing address? Because we're going to mail it to you. <laughs> so we wrote back an email. I was like, uh, actually, this is not a possibility because we're leaving soon. And And I assume that other people who do this are also traveling. So – they're like, okay, here's the solution. We will send you nine JPEG images. Mm-hmm. And your ticket is one of these, but you have to print out all nine of them. <laughs> so there you go. So that's the solution. So apparently we are now in possession of the ticket and eight other pages, but we cannot throw any of them away. Because <laughs> Greece is in charge. So we take that to Zadar. After Zadar, we spend another... Does this leave you ever so slightly longing for the depredations of American business? I actually, I, I don't, I mean, I don't necessarily, I don't know if I actively miss America, but I definitely don't mind America. I, I'm learning that, okay, so listen, in terms of architecture, you, the places I've been to in Europe, at least, is almost uniformly excellent, right? right. Sure. It's old, and uh, for whatever reason, the inner part of me says this is beautiful, like largely because it's old, and I don't know, maybe because there's a lot of oh, old materials, and there, are, you know, the, the 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 urban, just the urban design generally, or lack of design almost. Old is, things are pleasing. Yeah. Old things are pleasing, I guess. Uh, but there are a lot of things that are crazy about it as well. Right. 
So yeah. I, you know, so I and I don't mind those, and I do like those things. But the United States, I also like how Americans act, generally yeah. speaking. Yeah. I mean, the Americans with whom I'm friends, I generally like how they act. Okay. Uh, Americans tend to be pleasantly, like even the most educated of them can be uh, pleasantly. They can be intelligent and even have an intellectual bent without being without being nauseatingly pretentious. Right, um, which is a pleasant. I think there there are some American qualities that I enjoy, sure. uh, certainly from that that perspective. Same here. That's right. That's why you decided to move right to the middle of America. Yep. yep. Surrounded on all sides. Wrap its loving arms around me. Yeah. Yeah. It's bosomy. And those lo- those loving arms are connected to broad shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we are going to split Croatia to a town, a city called Split Croatia. Home that doesn't of, sound as nice. What's that? That doesn't sound as nice. Yeah, I don't know. It's a different place. I don't know. Uh, it, that's the home. That's the location of Diocletian's palace, though, which is a palace that a that one of the many um, uh, Roman emperors, uh, mad with oh. power, uh, just decided to he, he constructed a large palace there. Okay. Uh, which is since like it's so large. They've since been able, in the meantime, they've been able to essentially build an entire city or commercial Ooh. district within the deconstructed palace. Okay. Which is, sounds beautiful. Uh, at least you can see a video of Rick Steves visiting it. Oh. Have you ever seen uh, any video of Rick Steves taking Europe through the back door? He was or was at one time or still is maybe. I don't know. Uh, married to one of my wife's friend's sisters. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did he create... Did he? I think it's entirely possible that marriage is over, though. I know, I'm not sure. Did he publish a backdoor guide to her? Oh, 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 oh. Well, I'm just saying, you know, just uh, things you should know. He sent uh. it to me in nine JPEGs. <laughs> uh, let me ask, uh, now, which I, will the trip to Croatia... Present you with the highest chance of encountering a neo-fascist street tough. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I cannot speak to that. Okay. Uh, I can speak to but, this. Uh, would that be the portion of your? Would that be the leg of your journey that would be most likely to uh, put you in proximity to a neo-fascist street? <laughs> uh, I will say that. Uh, so uh, my wife bought a copy of the Lonely Planet Guide to Croatia. Uh, to help us make the decision about where we would stay. And we did read. You know, you read in the beginning, it's like, uh, here are some things you should know as an American about how Croatian people are the same and how they're different. And there was one, uh, you know, sort of chapter dedicated to um, Croatian attitudes towards homosexuality. Okay. And the basic premise was, while Croatia has essentially become more cosmopolitan in recent years... Gay couples probably shouldn't come here. Uh, Is that, did, that, did it say that? It uh, and it said like if you could be gay in here, but don't let any like don't make it clear that you're gay, especially if you're not like in in the biggest of the two or three cities, right? Because yeah. it, because it may not sit well with uh, the natives, right? Yeah, the, the you know Eastern Europe, Western Asia. 
Yeah. Serious homophobia over there. Yeah, they don't care about it. But um, Croatia, I think – so Croatia yeah. Croatia has like – especially the coastal areas has like yeah. a huge Italian influence. Not that that would necessarily – uh, make make it make it a place of more amenable to um, to gay couples who are traveling, but sure. does I think does give it less a little bit less of that sort of like Slavic severity. Okay. Uh, um, well. Especially the like the more north and west you get, there's a there's an island called Istria, which was like I mean so the two places we're going to were under. Like Venetian rule for a long time, and then Istria was like just until like World War Two was under Venetian rule. So uh, there's like a huge Italian influence, and like a lot of the street signs in that Istrian place are are under Italian or were under Italian rule. Okay. Or sorry, a lot of the street signs in Croatia are written in Italian in that area. It, yep, it's clear. Yeah. <laughs> should, I, should I rephrase it again differently? <laughs> I think four times is fine. Okay, yeah. yeah. When we were actually when we took our trip to Toulouse, there were in Toulouse there were a number of signs, uh, street signs. So for every street sign, there's also a street sign in Occitan, which is like a old world language of that particular region. Okay. Which really, like you see it, it actually is just like it's a little bit like Italian. It's essentially like French, but with more Ooh, vowels. But boring, boring. What do you want me to talk about instead? You uh, want to talk about Marianne Cotillard? She is lovely. Mm. Mm-hmm. Pleasing, pleasing bird. I had not known – I actually did not know a lot about her until I saw – actually, I, I saw um, Strain, I saw Anchorman 2, and she she plays the, she plays a, like a cameo role. But I said, who is that young woman? I was unaware that she was in that. Yeah, she I, was in that. Yeah, I'm not saying uh, I don't know. Actually, th- this is something to ask you about. I, um I recently uh, spent some time. My week was, or my my wife was out of the, uh, was away for maybe ten days, ten days to two weeks, something like that. Sure. And I could tell you that my uh, my entire my entire sense of propriety, uh, any constraint that I sort of have over my daily life, uh, uh-huh. was totally uh, was totally lost. She packed that and took it with her. Huh? Yeah, right. And so, and I don't know if this happens to you too, but I stayed up till like I stayed up till maybe four a.m. every day. Okay. Do you do you lose? I mean, maybe since you've had a child, it's different. Yeah, if I were alone for a few days, yeah, that would probably be what happened. Yeah. yeah. But I just stayed up watching. I watched YouTube clips until whenever. I mean, whenever. No one would tell me to go to bed, or right. not even tell me. It's not that she tells me to go to bed. It's that especially a woman in this tiny, tiny apartment, she yells at me for having the light on. Uh, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, I can understand why. Did she really shout? What's that? Does she really shout? Um. Kind of. Sometimes she can actually, she can actually make her opinions known more substantially by making a sort of a a, an offhanded comment, but it it's uh it's more noxious. You know what I mean? It's like light on something like that. She'll say it. I don't know. Well, I recall uh, talking about uh, the, the habits of men. <clears throat> um, this friend of ours was talking about her husband had uh, had a hard week at work, and you know they had they had two kids or whatever. And he's like, "Can you just wake up with them tomorrow? I've got to have a night. I just want to drink some beer and just you know, yeah, totally stress." And she she's like, "Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, I'll get up with them. It's so fun. You can have a night. You know, do whatever you want and sleep in tomorrow." Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then she, so she was asleep and he was downstairs, whatever, drinking, watching TV. And she remembers 
like waking up partially and hearing another beer crack at like 10 till 6. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, nothing drove home like how different my husband is than I am. Then <laughs> the idea of just like, ooh, almost 6. I'm, I'm going to have one more. Wait a second. So had he gone out and then just come home? No, no. He was just at home drinking. He and just, what did he do? What did he, he just, do while he was doing all that? Just watch some sports and watch whatever was on after the sports. And I don't know if I got on the computer and just <laughs> remember hearing a beer crack at almost 6 in the morning. Oh, my. Is he a criminal? <laughs> no, he's a perfectly nice, upstanding guy. Nice job. He just needed – he really needed a day or a night. Yeah. But it was just – she just couldn't fathom the process, the thought process of, you know, let's, let me have one more before I go to bed at 6.30. Six, wow. When was the last time you stayed up that late? I don't know when I stayed up that late last. Hmm. I'll have some nights where I, like, you know, go to three or something. Sometimes that's work-related, though, like the stupid A's go to extra names or something. Oh, the dumb A's. Do you, do you, do you harbor uh, – do you, do you uh, harbor dis- dislike for West Coast teams? I do, uh, only in that sense. I don't have any, you know, right. nothing about their roster bothers me or whatever, but, I mean, uh, it's not personal. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I when I see, like, a 9-15 start for an Oakland game and I'm working the night shift, I realize that things can happen. <laughs> Oakland, Oakland night home games seem to be just weird, and there's, like, you know, 12% chance it's going to go 18 innings, you know? Well, actually, I wonder if, there, I wonder if you could actually – you could probably predict that the the chances. I mean, somewhat reliably, if you had like the, uh, you know, the 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 projected uh, odds of each of either team winning, uh-huh. or projected runs scored. You know, given the starting pitchers and the lineup, I would guess though that just given the ballpark, yeah. o- Oakland Oakland's might be more susceptible, especially night games might be more susceptible to extra inning games because uh, there's so much foul ground. And I think maybe cold air, cold, cold, yeah. wet air comes in at night. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it uh, deflects the run, the run environment. Put Jeff Sullivan on it. Yeah, maybe, make, maybe you can make eight gifs out of that topic. Yeah, it could. And we'll put, him it. In a, put him in a post so it can't load. How you doing, Dane? I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah? Yeah. I'm fine. You feel like uh, if you were to make a list on one side of piece of paper of uh, your your great successes and then on the other side a list of your great failures yeah. do you feel like do you feel like in particular the first 20 or so minutes of this podcast would, would go on that under the failures yeah that's okay Actually, though start things then. i mean failure is part of success right or no or maybe it's not uh you know that's what that's what you know those uh Inspirational posters say. Posters in offices say. If you were to, what were you gonna? If you were gonna, if you were tasked with, if yeah. you were tasked with uh, uh, designing some, uh, if you were tasked with designing some inspirational posters, do you have a right. sense of what you'd do? Um, I would make a, a putting green. A putting green. Yeah, and it would just say, um, what would it say on it? Um, what's the f- point? <laughs> what's the green? Office, office inspiration, off inspiration, office inspirations. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, what's the f- point? Yes, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Hit your numbers, dick. <laughs> Don't say that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever feel... Do you, has, has David Appleman ever told you, hit your numbers, dick? Uh, um, he didn't say the first part, but he frequently refers to me as dick. <laughs> do you think he ever reads one of your posts and says, and mutters to himself, hit your numbers, dick? <laughs> and he, he, I mean, I know he's polite and he wouldn't say that in person, but... Yeah, but just to himself? Yeah, just like, oh, I hit your numbers, he's dick. Like this? Yeah. Yeah. Um... He, yeah, he might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. I assume that he's so. I assume that David Alperman is so consumed yeah. by his. He, I mean, he's building a Diocletian-style palace right now. Is my yeah. sense. Yeah, millions into billions, right? Yeah, right. I mean, he has you know all of the sort of uh, the hedon the hedonistic distractions of the powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's so consumed by those. Yeah. That you know he just. Uh, you know, Fangraphs is a, is essentially an ATM for him. Yeah. And uh, well, you've mentioned your almost palpable lack of respect for him as a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's one of the. He, he, it would not be. It would not surprise me if he had the technology to listen to this in real time. <laughs> and to have already murdered me. To have murdered me yeah. already. In Tokyo, like he murdered me already, Tokyo time. <laughs> yeah. And okay. I just haven't caught up to it yet. Okay. You know what I mean? You think, even though he doesn't need the money, do you think maybe he just occupies himself by being a sexy cat burglar? <laughs> I thought you were going to say by, uh, by selling Fangraphs employees into, into prostitution. <laughs> no, that's gypsies. <laughs> Could you, could you, I've never met him in person. Could you take Jeff Sullivan in a fight? Um, I mean, if you, uh, based on like our sheer body types, probably not. Yeah. Was well, he, is he a large man? He's pretty tall and he's like, we're probably about the same weight relative to our height. He might be as like a little lighter relative to his height, but he's 6'5". Six 6'5"? Five. Six five? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, but. I don't know if I believe that. Ah, uh, he is. He's tall. I mean, maybe I mean six four at the shortest, but six five, six four, six five. I I, I question. I, I'm sure he's tall, but I question your ability to estimate height. I think he's well. I had him on the podcast last week, and he said he was six five. Yeah. All right, All fine, right. whatever. He's tall is the point. Okay. And uh, but you know, it, it's a case by case basis because sometimes you get that. I don't know. You know, you get that. Uh, sl- you get that the rage of the slighted. Right. <laughs> you know, we, and the. Uh, where so, you want to rip your fists in the street and shout slogans. Right. So there's actually, like, uh, not that I've done a lot of fighting, but I've observed that if, you, if you're if you the sort of person, if you're fighting against someone or if you opt to fight against someone who, it, you know, by by all appearances, it appears should uh-huh. womp you. Yeah. And yet you enter it not only willingly but, uh, ex, you know, with enthusiastically. Yeah. I think that scares the stronger looking party. No, I think there's a certain there's a moment where that guy says that he should not be so excited to enter into this fight, and yet here he comes. Yeah, he might know something. He knows something that I don't. I bet if you, uh, I bet if you socked Jeff Sullivan in the mouth mm-hmm. instead of teeth, gifs would fall out. 
I mean, no. GIFs of teeth. GIFs of teeth falling out. That's almost like the, uh, there was a, there was an avant-garde GIF that, or a CEO, or a CEO gargantuous, or SEO gargantua. Yeah. Type, type GIF that David Temple made. Uh, oh, yeah, for that, yeah. Yeah, Yaziel Puig. Yeah. Hitting. Hitting an, a fastball GIF or something. An R.A. Dickey GIF out of the park, I believe. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, so I was, I was very impressed with that. Uh, I could never do. I couldn't make that. That internet shurikan karate of his. Yeah. 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 What was it? Puig. I think it was Puig and Dicky. Something like that. You want to? You do you want to? Oh no, Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole, ninety-nine mile per hour gif yeah. of Yaziel Puig getting a home run. That's right. That's what it was. Yeah. And striking out uh, some batter. That was outstanding. Yes. It, there is something I don't. You know, there's a moment, and maybe you do this too. Like I will occasionally just publish a, worked, a GIF. Uh, if you could have worked Richie Incognito into that, then really, <laughs> really been SEO hot sauce, SEO hot lava. Right. Gifts of Richie Incognito covering <laughs> uh, nude Beyonce. <laughs> Gifts of Richie Incognito. Hazing Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. You got You have a good mind for it. Thank you, thank you. Thank but it didn't. See I, that that post did not take him very long, and yet it appears to have gotten all manner of traffic. I, I, I can tell you that twenty five hundred people alone clicked on it from Twitter. Yes, as they should have. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to finish up this post. This has been. Yeah, uh, I'm ready to talk, stop talking. Yeah. There's been some moments, there's been some highlights. This has gone on way too long, hour and 15 minutes on the clock here. This is ridiculous. Yeah. You, what do you got going, what do you got, what, do you, what are you going to do now right after you get off the phone? I, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh okay. I, I, I didn't finish my uh, itinerary, Dane. No, I don't care. Berlin. That's the last place. Okay, good. <laughs> I have a friend from college who lives there. Okay, I'll uh, give me all all of his or her contact information uh, as soon as we get off. But Dane, in the meantime, thank you for appearing on Fangraphs Audio. So, yep. (laughs) That's been Dane Perry. (laughs) I'm Carson Testule, and we are both emotionally deflated. (laughs) 